Welcome back, Piss Babies. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Cheap. <laughs> With us, your hosts, Maddie and M. Mm. Can you um, still hear yourself? No, I can't hear myself anymore. Cool. But um, right. I have so, a question for you. I have a question for you. I have a question. Tell me. Would you clone yourself? <laughs> Here's the thing. The idea of cloning is such an interesting, mind-blowing, mind-boggling, scientific, fucking, equilibrium fucking experience. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Bro. The idea of cloning, I don't think I'll ever be able to wrap my head around fully. I think about this all the time. So cloning is when you take your DNA and you, at least as far as I know, cloning is when you take your DNA and you create an identical womb to the one that you had DNA-wise. And you grow it within another womb. Like an embryo, basically. Identical DNA embryo. So like, for example, Dolly the sheep. They took Dolly's DNA and they created an, a DNA identical womb. Mm-hmm. Uh, not womb. An ide- a DNA identical embryo to Dolly the sheep. And they birthed another dolly the sheep through another sheep's womb i think about that all the time like if i wanted to clone myself it's illegal in america but if i wanted to clone myself would you hit it no i would not hit it oh because you're not it's kind of incesty right right i didn't think about that anyways it's like <laughs> the exact same d so basically cloning is literally just somebody with the exact same dna as you but would you fuck you if you were a stranger, would you fuck you? Here's the thing. Hold on, let me get there. So, through the like concept of cloning and the science that we have it, let's say it was legal in America. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, you could have a scientist clone your DNA, make an embryo DNA exact to the one that you have. And theoretically, you could put that embryo inside of your own uterus my own uterus and i could birth a clone of myself isn't that crazy it is so i could birth a human being that has the exact same dna as me and although we wouldn't be clones like like we'd be clones because we have the same dna but like this this let's say it like it would be my child right if i gave birth to it it'd be my child so, like, I could raise myself, right? Like, I could raise myself. Like, I could raise a clone of myself. And it would look no. exactly how I looked at age zero, one, two, three, four, five, six. And it would have the same personality traits. And it would have the same likely of getting breast cancer. It have the same mental illnesses as me. Because I, I have I have ADHD. I have OCD. Well, some of those things, yes and no. I mean, like behavioral patterns, probably not. Because you well, I know I know these things run in my family. I know that they are a DNA thing. Well, you won't raise your kids the same exact way that of your course parents. not. 
Of course not. But that's the interesting thing about it. Like, let's like, so I'm 21 years old. By the time that my clone is 21, they're going to look exactly like me. They're going to look exactly like me. And like, okay, for example, I have scoliosis. Will my clone? Damn, my too curvy. Will my clone of myself have scoliosis? Probably. That's crazy to think about. Like, by the time that my clone is 21, I'll be 40, right? If I give birth Mm -hmm. to my clone right now, I'll be 40. My clone is 21. It'll look exactly how I look right now. That's crazy to think about. That's wild. I think that that's just, like, mind-blowing. Like, this person that I gave birth to, and it's different than having a child. Like, yes, when you make a child, you are kind of replicating your DNA, but you're up, you're replicating your DNA with another person. So Wonder that, like, that's, that, that's why I always say like, it's so important to like choose wisely who you have kids with because you're replicating another human being with that person and their DNA. Um, like for example, like my parents, my parents, like they're beautiful people. Both my parents are beautiful people and they created beautiful children. Like me and my brothers are all like, good looking people i'm not gonna lay front like we're all good looking people and like we have good genes mm-hmm. um and i'm lucky for that and i'm so grateful for that but like mentally like on my dad's side we have addiction we have depression on my mom's side we have depression we have suicide on my mom's side like like at least four people have killed themselves like are oh, you sure you want to be saying Yeah, I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care about that. Like, I'm open about stuff like that. Like, yes, there's been a lot of suicide on my mom's side of the family. A lot of suicide. Mm -hmm. Like, I, my parents had to sit me down one day and, like, tell me the risks of, like, okay, you're born into this family. Like, these are the risks, like, genetically. Like, if, like, you can. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, I was, I was also told, like, the same thing, like, when it came to drinking. Like, my dad, like, he was like, you can't drink too much because, like, it's on the other side of the family. And, you know, I, I won't front. Like, I did fall into that habit for a mm-hmm. very long time. Mm-hmm. And I found a very happy medium of alcohol intake and different intakes of different substances. And the only two substances that I really use nowadays are alcohol and nicotine. Yeah. Um, both of my parents were smokers. I'm a smoker. Um, so I did fall yeah. to but like um alcohol i'm very i was not cautious i let my i let my guard down for literally a week in quarantine and next thing i knew i was drinking all the time yeah no it's the same thing like on my dad like my dad like my uncle my dad's brother he's Mm -hmm. homeless because he spends all of his money on drugs and alcohol because he's an addict that's why I'll never touch any other drug besides marijuana. Like I always joke around what drugs would do, what drugs, what I wouldn't do. Like I'll never, it's just, I can't like, I can't like, cause you know, I, I, I don't want to say that I've fallen into addiction cause I don't think I have. I think I fell into using it as a coping mechanism. I fell into using alcohol as a coping mechanism rather mm-hmm. than fun. And it was not to get emotional, but damn, this wine is hitting. Um, 
to like wow jesus um to like friends like emily and a lot of other friends that were like yo this like isn't healthy and wow this just took a deep turn <laughs> you know i think it's important to talk about this stuff yeah. because like it is I've- it is it is like even even at a very young age like like we're both 21 like oh well matt's 22 now but like we're we're around the same age like we've both struggled with addiction at a very young age and like it's some it's something that needs to be talked about and like i'm a firm believer that if i went like one more day never mind one more week the way that i was going down i feel like i would have gone down a very dark path Mm -hmm. um and I'm very grateful for friends like Emily and other friends that I have around me to be like, yo, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Emily never said, like, what the fuck are you doing? But she literally be like, all right, like, that's not healthy. Like, yeah. let's do something else. And I did. I did. And um, so I do enjoy an adult beverage. Every single time that we record, I have some wine or I have a drink. Me too. I get and, pretty much shit-faced every single time we record. Just yeah. <laughs> not necessarily shit-faced. I'm not going to say I get shit-faced. Like, I never, ever black out. I, I, it's honestly yeah. rare for me to black out. If I black out, like, I'm really fucking drunk. I haven't blacked out in over a year. But, yeah. um, Last time like, I blacked out, I think. I think the last time I blacked out was like in August. Yeah, probably around the time we were we were drinking together. Well, no, I was blacking out during a really hard time. Yeah, but that's when I was home. I remember you and I would drink together sometimes. Yeah, we drank like (laughs) three balls of wine that night. (laughs) That was fun. That's the thing too is it's always um, a huge difference when you're drinking alone. Mm -hmm. Like even like Matt and I are like we know we're doing this podcast, so like. I don't really feel like I'm drinking alone, like yeah. because it's over like Skype kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um I never I never want to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Because like I don't want you to feel judged on my end. Like yeah. because because okay, I've never struggled with addiction to alcohol. That's not something I've struggled with, but I have yeah. struggled with addiction to weed. Um, and and that's the thing too, is a huge misconception, especially in the marijuana community. Like people that smoke weed a lot will tell you that you can't get addicted to weed. And that's just not true. It's not true. It's not. I've been there. It's simply not true. Like I was addicted to weed for years. Like I couldn't go to bed without weed. I couldn't eat without weed. I was a slave to weed. Like, that's how I felt. Honestly, not to interrupt you, that's how I felt up until two months ago. That's how I felt about alcohol. Yeah. I love to have the occasional drink. I, I only drink socially now. I never drink by myself. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever now. Because it's a dangerous path. I don't... I People are like, oh, well, should I drink tight? Like, in, if you're alone, no. Do not do it. Just don't. There's no... Like, maybe once in a while, but just don't fucking do it, bro. It's... Like, don't. But, like... Yeah. Um, I, I was using alcohol as a method to cope and with my breakup, with a toxic relationship, with me being upset with myself. And I swear to God, if I continued the way that I was doing for probably one more day, I probably would have been addicted. I probably would. I, I, and I literally just sat myself down and I was like, so you know, this runs in your family. Okay. 
are you going to drink socially or are you going to become a fucking alcoholic mm-hmm. and you're going to have kids and you're going to let your fucking kids down? Mm-hmm. You have that fucking choice. Yeah. So what choice are you going to fucking make? Yeah. No, I'm I, way, like, I, yeah. I, was, I was addicted to weed. Like, I was addicted to weed. I didn't want to admit it, but I was. Like, even my parents started to tell me, like, you're addicted to weed. And I would say, like, you can't get addicted to weed. I would say that to them all the time. Because yeah. I was hanging around people that would tell me you can't get addicted to weed. Like, they would tell me, oh, you you should smoke weed because it's good for you. And weed's going to help you through your life. It's going to help you with, with anxiety because I have anxiety. It's going to help you with depression because I had depression at the time. It's going to mm-hmm. help you with a lot of things. Um, and I believe them. I believe them. Being mm-hmm. a, ni- a 19-year-old naive person, I believe them. And I would tell other people that too. I have friends that I like. Would I, I feel bad sometimes because like of course nobody held a gun to their head never made anybody smoke weed but like I'd be like yo smoke weed with me and like that's all I would do with my friends and like I feel bad because I know that they have developed dependencies on weed because I've introduced them to it and it was like a lifestyle that I lived and so they they also lived that lifestyle with me because they lived with me um but yeah um it's it's an interesting to think about in terms of genetics. Um, it's something my parents did sit me down and say, like, listen, this is something that runs in our family, and it's important for you to like know that, especially mental illness. Like, my dad didn't really have that much conversation with me about addiction, but like my mom definitely sat me down at one point and was like, Listen, on my side of the family, many, many, many people have killed themselves. Trigger warning. Yeah. And um <laughs> and like mental illness is a really big problem on our side of the family and a lot yeah. of people get depressed and a lot of people get suicidal and a lot of people are anxious and a lot of people have OCD and yeah it's something that you need to take seriously that's a that's a conversation my parents have and I'm had with me and I'm lucky that my parents even had that conversation with me I know people yeah. that like it runs in their family and their parents never said that to them. Their parents never informed them of it. So I'm very, very thankful that my parents knew like the gratitude of it and like said like, is that even the right word? Gratitude? Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. And like knew like, this is something that I have to tell my kids because it affects them. So I really, really appreciate that. And like knowing that has helped me go to therapy, has helped me do the work, has helped me like be aware of like, okay, I feel this way because this is something that happens in my family and I, and it's generational trauma. Like I'm Jewish, like people in my family have died from like oppression, have died from the Holocaust, have died from being immigrants. Have, I, like, laugh, I laugh at your mispronunciation. Yeah, no, I'm like a little bit drunk, but like, but like, yeah, um, it, it all like, it's something that is very like, it doesn't seem like a lot until you realize it's a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? It's something that you really have to realize. I'm lucky. Like I never I am half Jewish. And like I live, I grew up in a very liberal town where like Judaism wasn't really oppressed. Um, yeah. It, no, it, I, it, I, 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 and I understand your hesitation because you have yeah. a different, you have a different experience than me though, because you're gay. Like, yeah. Like, uh, like Judaism, I've, I had never felt oppression from like being Jewish until I was much older. 
I feel like the town that we grew up in is very saving face. Mm-hmm. Where, where we're like, love everyone, love everyone, like blah, blah, blah. But like Jew jokes, even people from different towns, that's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. have made Jew jokes. Um, and I've Nobody ever made a Jew joke to my face, though. Like, let me be serious for a second. Yeah. Like, nobody ever made a Jew joke to my face. Um, I didn't grow up like really religious. Yeah. I grew up more like culturally Jewish. Like I grew up like celebrating the holidays and like going to bat mitzvahs and stuff like that. And like learning about like the history of like Judaism. But I never grew up like as like somebody that like did get bat mitzvahs, somebody that looked Jewish. I don't look Jewish. You know what I mean? Like I'm not Jewish passing. Like, like I have a very unique experience as a Jewish person because yeah. it, you can't tell by looking at me. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I didn't experience oppression in that way, the way that I know other, my other Jewish friends did. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Especially yeah. the town that we live in. Especially. Yes, that, yeah. yes, yes. And like, even my, my mom, like my mom grew up being like made fun of because she's Jewish and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, again, like after, I feel like our town is very saving face. Like everybody's accepted. But shit is said behind people's backs. Shit yes. is spread around. Um, especially like, fuck it, I'll say it. Like someone that was involved in my family at one time would always talk about how they knew that I was going to grow up to be gay. They knew. And it's like, whose business is it of yours? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whether it be sexual orientation or religion, it was just very... Like, people don't know how to mind their own fucking business. And I don't want to say that I've ever suffered oppression because truly, you know, I don't consider being called a faggot oppression. I just don't um, because of the world that we live in. Um, I feel like if I get called a faggot, I'm ne- I consider myself lucky, mm-hmm. um, to be quite honest with you, because I'm white and because I'm skinny-ish. Um, and I can... I have that privilege in me. Um, But like different aspects of the LGBT community, I feel like there's a lot of oppression, especially black trans women. Black trans women have the lowest life expectancy out of the whole United States population. Um, And then there's different Jewish and different communities involving religion that that also falls into, like I'm sure if you did your studies that Jewish people in other religious groups, like the life expectancy might be lower because of different hate crimes and different shit like that. Yeah. And like, we did take a dark turn, but I don't even fucking care at this point because it's something that needs to be said. Like, like honestly, like I grew up Catholic and that's like the top tier, like religion, you know what I mean? And like social justice, like, it's just like, oh, you're Catholic? Okay, cool. Which, mind you, Catholicism is literally a cult. It's literally a cult. Um, yeah. And, like, I just... I have so many thoughts on it that I can't even process my words. But, um... <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to cut this out or not because, like, I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> but, like... I think you should keep it in. I, 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 Me too. Me too. Like, it's just a lot of shit that needs to be said. Um, I've been around a lot of people um i feel really guilty about being around Mm -hmm. um 
you know, I, see, I think I get like, I get so emotional talking about this. No, shit. no, like let me say that because I have a lot to say about this. Like, um, it's interesting to be a white person in today's world. It's it just is. interesting. I don't want to say it's like it's anything but interesting because, um, people feel comfortable saying whatever the fuck they want to say around you because you're white. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and even like like for me example people don't know i'm jewish you can't look at me and tell that i'm jewish in a way that other people look more stereotypically jewish um so like people feel comfortable saying anything they want not just jew jokes but like any type of jokes and it half of you is like I, I should say something like that's not right. Yeah. And the other half of you, and I hate to admit this, but this is just a part of my experience. And I think it's important to talk about the it's other half it, is just let it pass. Just let it slide because yeah. you don't want to get into an argument with somebody that you don't even know that well. Maybe they're a coworker. Maybe they're a family member. Maybe there's somebody you're dating. Maybe there's somebody you're friends Literally with. Literally someone you're dating. <laughs> Maybe there's somebody you're friends with. Maybe there's somebody that you live with. You know, part of a lot, a good, decent part of you is like, maybe I should just let this slide to not avoid conflict. Yeah. Even if it offends me. Yeah. Even if it is directly attacking my um, identity. Yeah. Um. And and that's a unique experience. Like it is. I I think people that are not white don't experience that because I think people are more likely to shut the fuck up around somebody that's not white. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of experiences where someone like I'm very openly agnostic. I just don't believe in a certain anything. Um and I'm gay and stuff like that. And after sharing that, like, the jokes that, like, come my way are honestly disgusting. Mm. And I don't mean to get emotional. I just, you know, letting certain people say certain type of things mm -hmm. in front of me. Mm -hmm. And having, like, my best friend be Jewish. And mm. um, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> are you not talking about me? No, you, no, you know who I'm talking about who's saying these jokes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry when you said my best friend jewish i thought you meant me no. and i was like you know no, you are you are you're you are but like certain people saying certain things like, <laughs> and stuff like that. okay 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 i got so confused because i was like i think i'm the jewish best friend no you are you are but okay, you know okay. you know certain people who have said yes i know who you're talking about yeah and the night that everything went down mm -hmm. that's what initially triggered it being like what the fuck and these people to be honest i don't even know what to say that's okay um, i just i can't believe like you look at someone once they say that type of shit and you're like i thought i knew you and that's as much as i'm gonna go into detail about that yeah about that person <laughs> um 
And I hope they don't run for president. Not <laughs> <laughs> run for president. I know that. Well, bumper stickers were made. <laughs> no way. There's six of them in the world. Okay. And one of them's on one of the cars that is in their driveway. Don't tell me it says bleep table. These bumper stickers literally say this person for president in the year that they turn 35. No way. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Never One of his best friends from high school still has it on her car. Anyways, we were talking about genetics and cloning. Cloning. So, <laughs> so what what brings me to this topic is like, yes, cloning I think is so mind-blowing for the exact reason that like, holy shit, like it's possible to like give birth to your exact same DNA. Um, mm-hmm. It's illegal, but it's possible scientifically. And I don't know how she did this. But Barbara Streisand cloned her. Barbara Streisand cloned her dog mm-hmm. three times. So she had this dog that she loved. Everybody knows, like they. I don't know. I don't know if everybody, but like most people that have ever had a pet, yeah, loved that pet. I know a pet comes to mind immediately if you had have a pet that you love or My had a pet. Yes, exactly. Like. So Barbara Streisand had this dog that she loved deeply and apparently had like a very, very close connection with. Let's call that dog um, Janice, right? Janice. Um, um, I don't remember. I don't remember. I have done research on it. Please don't call me unresearched. But like, um, I'm just telling the story from my heart. <laughs> so Barbara Streisand's dog Janice that she loved so deeply and so hard um, died. And so Barbara Streisand thought it was a good idea to clone this dog, not once, not twice, but three times. And she took Janice's DNA and she created three separate dogs out of Janice's DNA. And some other dog gave birth to three exact replicas of Janice, her original love pet and so she has exact dna replications of this dog that she loved which is so crazy to me to think about what like what do you think do you think that's, that that's ethical i don't i don't really know so here's the thing like okay as long i mean as long as the dna is not taken like in a harmful way then yes like i don't want to harm the pet the dog died already before she even took the dna and all it takes is like a, a bit of fur. You know, dogs shed like yeah. crazy. It, it like I like mean, the I DNA mean, couldn't have been taken like painfully. I mean, if the DNA is not taken painfully, then no. I, I mean, it, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, would you ever do that? Like, like you love Ace so much. Like, do you think you would ever like clone your dog because you feel like so attached to it? No. Me either. No, me either. Okay, no. like so like my dog, my dog um that lives in Massachusetts. I'm from Massachusetts. I live in Brooklyn, but my dog that lives in Massachusetts, his name is Ozzy. And I love him. Like we have a very special bond. Yeah. And I just I love him. Like there's no other way to put it. Like yeah. like 
when I come home from Brooklyn, like he gets so excited and like, he just knows that I'm like, he knows that I'm home before I even walk through the door. Like, like we just, Matt's literally crying as I tell this story. No, because, because, he, because he knows so my dog. Like, oh my God. He knows my dog. So like my oh. dog is just like, my dog has this like personality yeah, that is just yeah. so distinct. Like, there's no way any other dog on earth could ever have the same personality as the dog that I have now. Like, he's like, he's a dope. Like, we call him a dope. Like, he's he can kind of be an idiot sometimes. Like, he's scared to go downstairs by himself. He's scared to walk on hardwood floors. Like, he's a dope. Like, he's yeah. scared of stupid shit. Like, we got him this, like, <laughs> we got him this toy for Christmas that has, like, um like little plastic nubs on it and mm-hmm. he's scared of it he's terrified of this toy <laughs> because it has plastic nubs on it like my dog has anxiety but the same exact type of anxiety that i have and like i've just never and like oh he's just a he's just a sweetheart like yeah he he's is. very sweet like he'll cuddle with you when you need to be cuddled he knows when you feel like shit like when i was going through my breakup like he just was always like his head was always rested on my knee like he just knew he just knew he was, like, oh, so good i know i know he is absolutely crying like, like my dog just yeah. fucking knows he just knows and he yeah. when he plays he just is very specific like he likes to be chased. He likes tug of war. Like, of course, all dogs like that. But like the way in which he likes it is just very specific. Yeah. Like only on the carpet can't happen on the tile floors, can't happen on the kitchen floors, can't happen on the hardwood Absolutely floors. Not. Never, ever, ever has to be on the tile floors. We have this bed. My mom bought him this bed um, on Instagram, some Instagram store. My mom bought a large because my dog's big bought a large it came it was not big enough for him my dog still squeezes onto it like gets as tiny as he can to squeeze onto it because he wants to be on it my mom ended up buying like a double xl for him because he's a big dog after she realized the large was too small and it came and he still prefers the small one (laughs) like he's such a weirdo like we always say my dog is such a weirdo he watches tv with us he'll sit and stare at the tv like he's a fucking weirdo but like i love that about him like i love that about him and it's just so interesting like but i don't think i think i I just feel like if i cloned my dog i would feel wrong because yes it it would he the dog that i clone would definitely act and like be the exact same way as my dog that i have now because yeah. same exact DNA, but it would feel wrong to me. It would just feel like yeah. holy shit, like I'm replacing my dog. I don't know. Like it's just, I've, a, I've, it's just I've, a weird like, concept. Yeah, like Ace, like I mean Ace is getting up there. Like I almost had a mental breakdown the other day because he can no longer like jump on my dad's bed. Mm. So he like needs help and like I was like, mm. oh my god like my dog's getting old no it's so sad it's so sad when your dog gets old yeah and so like i was like oh my god but like i would never like i'd never clone him at all like oh my god like i not to be morbid but like bro i'm getting an ace tattoo like i'm fucking getting as you should no i want to get one for my dog too okay like everybody asks me like is your dog named after ozzy osbourne and like i've had my dog for like nine years now and like i just tell people yes (laughs) 
<laughs> I just tell people yes, even though that's like not true because like I just avoid so much conversation. Like my dog is named after a contestant on the sh- reality show Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's not named after Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know why we named my dog Ace. That's a very interesting. I don't know why we named him Ace, but I think that's a great he, dog's name. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would never clone Ace. I feel like Ace, like it's like Ace is Ace. He's doing what he needs to do. Like, I mean, I your think dog, I love your dog too. Like, your yeah. dog is a sweet dog. Um, bro, yeah. I'm you. I'm gonna be out of work and school for like three weeks. Bro, I okay. So, so I when I okay when I was born, my parents had already had a dog named Lucy. So yeah. I grew I grew up my whole life with a dog in my life. Like mm-hmm. I had never known not having a dog until yeah. I was like ten years old. My dog Lucy, her name was. She was a chocolate lab. Did you ever meet my dog Lucy? No. No, we weren't old enough. Okay, she died when I was probably like eleven. I was like 11 years old when she died. Um, we put her down because she was sick. Um, yeah. But I can, this is how I knew I was, okay, trigger warning. This is how I knew I was depressed. Like and that I like had depression when I was like a young kid because I literally, <laughs> I literally said to my parents, like if Lucy isn't going to live, then I'm going to kill myself too. I literally said that out loud to my parents like at like 10 years old i said like if lucy can't live forever then i'm gonna kill myself like when lucy dies i'm gonna kill myself i i said that like several times yeah and like my parents were like what the fuck (laughs) my parents were like what the fuck is wrong with this demon child but like but i was like i had never known i had never experienced like death like that before and like when my parents told me like that they had to put her down like I was a wreck. Like I was so upset. See, um, I've never, I've never ever experienced the death of a pet, ever. It's really, really hard. Like I was, I was only like eleven years old when my dog died, and I was so upset. And like, I can remember, I had to go to school the day that the, that my parents put her down, and like saying goodbye to her for the last time was literally like torture it was like literally so fucking hard like to say goodbye to a pet like she i knew like my parents explained to explained it to me in a way that i understood because like i knew that she was sick like she had um she had urinary tract cancer so like she peed herself everywhere and like even at 10 years old, I knew that every time she pissed herself in my house, she was embarrassed. I don't mean to laugh. No, 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 because, because it, it's crazy. But like, yeah, you could just tell she was embarrassed because her whole life she had been potty trained. She knew to ask to go out, but she, you could tell that she did just didn't even know that what she was doing. And yeah. she would, she would piss herself in my house and you could tell she was embarrassed and she didn't know what was going on. And they basically that told us that like either she's going to have to wear diapers for the rest of her life until she dies in your house or she's, or you have to put her down. That's what the vet told us. And well, my parents, my no, parents, my parents were like, okay, like we'll put her down when we feel the time is right. And the, the vet said, you'll know when the time is right. Yeah. And my mom, well, my mom still- told me like, she didn't know. She didn't end up knowing. She said like, no. you could tell she was in pain. You could tell she didn't want to live anymore. And so they put her down. But um, 
yeah, no, that shit was fucking hard. And that it's, 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 it, the relationship that you have with an animal yeah. is a lot different than the relationship that you have with a human being. And yes, like a human being that dies in your life, of course, that's hard to mourn, but it's just a different type of mourning that you do with a pet. It's just a different type because you have yeah. a different relationship. So I was wrong. I have experienced one pet death in. So my sister like got a ferret from one of her friends, and I never, mm-hmm. I, you know, I never fuck with the thing. I don't, I, I didn't. <laughs> I'm gonna be full honest with you. Yeah, I didn't fuck with that thing, and I remember it was in the middle of quarantine, um, right when like the mask, excuse me, mask mandate came out, like that late in quarantine. Mm. And I just remember my sister holding the fire in like a towel and like there was fluid coming out of both ends. That's all I'm going to say. Oh my God. That's it so was really, like the fire was really sick. Yeah. And I, like, I, I was like, I never, I've played with this thing probably once. Like my, this is my sister's pet. Yeah. And my dad didn't know what to do. It was probably one of the hardest moments in my life where like I looked at the fire and I was like, I want to call a vet. Yeah. My dad was like, are you sure? And I was like, we need to call a vet. And I called the vet and I was like, I don't want to sound fucked up, but like this ferret is clearly in pain, gasping for air. Stuff is happening out of both orifices. Like, I don't want to call early euthanasia, but I feel like this ferret has lived a good life and now is just suffering. And they were like, well, bring it in. We'll check it out. Mm. They looked at the ferret for five minutes and they were like, it's time. Like yeah. it's, and I remember sitting there in like the waiting room and like I just like cried like I never even played with this ferret yeah and, was, and like I just felt so bad like I was like and I was like oh my god like this poor little thing like it's suffering and like the nurse I don't mean to laugh it's a nervous laugh no but, like, I get it and like the nurse was like all right well due to COVID like we can really we only feel comfortable with one person in the room and like I let my sister like just hold the fart while they in- they inject it. No, I think so that's great. Like, you should have let her. Yeah. And like I've never told my family this, but I went into my car, bro, and I bawled my eyes out. Like I was like, holy! Like I never played with it, but just like seeing it, like I was like, oh my god! Like no, it's it's so really sad. hard. It's so hard to watch an innocent being be in that much pain that's exactly how i felt i was 10 years old and i watched this innocent being that only ever wanted love and only was ever yeah giving love to be in that much pain it was it was it's it's so hard to watch that shit and it's and like yeah no i and i like i was friends with this girl when when my dog got put down who had like two dogs like she she had lots of pets um she had like a cat too Mm -hmm. she had like lots of pets like fish all that shit and yeah she would she just didn't understand it she clearly did not understand what it was like to lose a pet and she she would tell me all the time like oh my god like the idea of losing a pet is just so sad to me like and but you don't understand like my pets are right next to me when i think about these things she said that to me I'm yeah. Like who who was? You probably already know. No. Oh, is it? I bet I know who. Oh. She like you. She just 
she just didn't get it. And like, I understood that she didn't get it, but like, she would be like, you don't understand. Like, like, like I watched, I watched Marley and me and like, I was with my, I was with my dog. I was with my dogs when, when I watched Marley and me. So it was sadder for me. So can I ask you a question? So when Ozzy passes, do you guys plan on cremating him? We cremated my first dog. So yeah, we'll probably cremate him too. I fully want a locket with Ace's I do too. on like around my neck. Like, bro, that's no, my, I do too. That's I, my bro. I, so my Ace dad, my no, my dad. So, okay. So my dad was the original owner of my first dog, Lucy. Mm-hmm. My, my dad's parents got my dog, Lucy for my dad on Christmas and her birthday was Christmas as well. Um, and so my dad raised Lucy with my mom until they had me. Um, and then so on and so forth. Yeah. And when and when Lucy died, my dad had her cremated. My dad still to this day has not an urn, because urns are creepy, but has like a <laughs> but has like a box um yeah. with my with Lucy's ashes in it with a with her collar on top of it. Which is so fucking devastating. Um, she was, she was a good dog. She was crazy. Let me tell you some shit about my first dog. Lucy and Ozzy couldn't be more different. They were so fucking different. Like, um, like my dog, Ozzy's scared of everything. He's, he's skittish. He's a dope. He's scared to act out. He's very obedient. He's a good boy. Like, that's why I felt so honored when I met him because literally from the moment that I met him, like he was just like, all eyes on Matt. Like I was like, yes, ah, yes like, he loves you. you. He loves Matt. Yeah. He loves Matt. Like he, cause, yeah. because Matt knows how to play with dogs. It, like my, my dog, Ozzy loves people that know how to play with dogs and kids. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Those are, that's it. Like my yeah. dog, loves, my dog loves, loves children and people that know how to play with dogs. My dog gets it. Like he's like, okay, cool. Like these are my people. Um, my dog Lucy, she was fucking crazy. This bitch was fucking wild. Like she could she could eat anything. Okay, my dog now Ozzy, like he throws up anything that's table food. He can only eat kibble. kibble. Like mm-hmm. any type of table food he'll fucking puke. Um which is so sad because he's a he's a good boy. He's a beggar. Like when I eat at the dinner table, he'll put his head on my lap and he'll stare up at me and I'm like, "I can't give you food." Like I'm like, "I want to give you food. I can't give you food cuz you'll fucking throw up and get sick." And I try and explain it to him and he doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But my dog we, barks at us. Yeah. My dad I, I we just never trained him, I guess, to be that yeah. way, but like at the dinner table, we'll be eating dinner, and he'll sit there for a little while. He'll lay, mm. and then he can sense when we're wrapping up. Yeah, and he'll just he'll be like he'll just bark. Yeah, and he'll like he'll climb on top of me, and then he'll climb on top of my dad, and he'll climb on top of my sister. And be like, yo, I know <laughs> y'all are wrapping up, and yeah. I know you're not gonna eat that shit. Yeah, so just give it to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but continue. Yeah. So my dog Lucy, like she could handle, she had an iron stomach. She could eat anything. One time my parents threw a barbecue in my backyard and, um, they went, my dad shops at BJ's. So he buys everything in bulk. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry. Uh, my dad, <laughs> my dad shops at BJC buys everything in bulk. So, um, my dad bought like 50 hamburger buns and like 50 hot dog buns. And my dog was known for like counter diving. She would jump onto my counter and like eat everything <laughs> that was on the counter. Yeah. Um, so my parents, like they literally went outside and my parents were like, just put everything like at the very, very edge of the counter, like at the very back. So she can't jump far enough back to get it. Well, my parents went outside when they came back, everything was gone. Everything. There was no remnants. This bitch, <laughs> ate, this bitch ate all 50 hot dog buns, all 50 hamburger buns. And she ate all the plastic too. There was nothing left. She ate everything. She never got sick. She was fine. Oh, want to know something worse than that? Yeah. So my, even though my sister and I are both grown now, my dad still likes to keep Christmas a secret. Mm -hmm. And so my dad put at least, I think, five chocolate Santas in his closet. Mm -hmm. My dog ate all five. All right, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Okay. Hey. What are we fucking even talk about? You can't. We were talking about cloning and like dogs and shit. Like we were going to town with the depressing. Well, welcome. Is this episode six? Probably. Episode six, 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 six. Depressing shit. Call me when you want. Call me when you need. I'll be on my way. I'll be on my way. Call me when you want. Call me on me. I'll be in the morning. I'll be on the way. And that is why Emily's not a recording artist or a and singer. That's why I'm not a recording artist or a singer, but I still enjoy it. Um, yeah. She said, I think she had too much red wine. I want to say what's too much. <laughs> Stop, bro. I'm gonna have to cut this shit out. <laughs> Can we just record a normal ending? So I yes, I'm sorry. Easy. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. But yeah, your doggos. Don't clone them. Don't clone them because I think that's kind of unethical. And also, like, if you give a shit about your dog at all, you will just like love them for like the the like being that they are and not like feel the need to like clone them and like replace them like just love your shit you know bro second time around is never the same the second time around is never the same either is the third or the fourth or the fifth or sixth or the seventh or the eighth ninth or the tenth or the eleventh or the twelfth thirteenth or fourteenth or the fifteenth or sixteenth or seventeenth or eighteenth or nineteenth or twentieth twenty first twenty one twenty two twenty three 24, 25, 26, 27, 20, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 36, 47, 48, 49, 50. I would say the 50th time around is when you would call it a quits. Anyways, <laughs> take, this for, take this for what you will. Cloning's unethical. Um, love your dogs and your pets and any other animal that you own. Um, yep. What else what did we talk about? <laughs> Bro, I don't even fucking know. We talked about something else for like an hour, so I don't remember what it was. 
But I love you. I love everybody. And equality for all. Equality for all. Equality for all. Oh, we talked about like white people and like oppression. Not shit too. Wow, we had a heavy episode. I hope everybody enjoyed. If you didn't, just press next and listen to the episode seven then. Next week will be a lighter topic. Lighter, skinnier. Skinny Legend, episode seven. Um, We love you. Have a hot girl summer and do whatever the fuck you want to do. Are we going to do this in seasons? I think we should just go straight through. Straight through? I mean, I'm not exhausted yet. Are you? No, me neither. Okay, so let's just keep going. So no seasons, just the whole season of love. Not not oh, until like we have a sponsor. Not until we have a sponsor. First sponsor, that's when you'll get a break from us. Yes, exactly. Like we'll get a break when once once we're sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want do you want to go to pull some trivia? 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 I'd love to. I like I need some popcorn and a margarita. And I need to tell you that I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> Bro, their margaritas slap. Are they slapping? Are they fucking um, hitting? They hit. They hit. They make them. When you come home, do you want to go? Yeah, I do. You want to go? For old time's sake, yeah. I'm coming. We should just have somebody pick us up. We should get trashed. We get shots, margaritas. Bet. We got to go. You're coming home in June? Coming home in June. Let's film an episode. Um, Yo, yes. It's cool to film an episode. Film in, there? <gasps> in that back room, in that back room, in that back room. No, we should do it full front. We should do it on the stage, baby. Oh my god, that's genius. They would love the promotion. Oh, they would love it. Yes, we're doing it. We're doing it. Not on Tuesday though. Because Tuesday no. Tuesday trip. No, on Tuesday, we'll go on like a Friday, on like a popping oh. day. Oh my god. Are we on to something? We're on to something. Oh, we're doing are we it, babe. Are we on to our first live episode? Oh my god, kings and queens, everybody stand. I'm I'm so gassed. We just can't go across the road. <laughs> Never. Not unless I'm going to fucking egg the place. <laughs> we should invite them as special guests. No. So it should have been roast. Let's roast. We should do a roast. <gasps> yes. Yo, you can't tell me this shit because I'll call them tomorrow and be like, how do you feel about this date in June? Let's do it. No, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Do you think we have to pay? No, I think they'll they'll, they'll gladly do it for us. Do you think they'll put us on their little uh, marquee outside? Yeah, yeah. That'd be iconic. That'd be so iconic. Right in front of their face? Yes. I think they'll think we're like famous or something. Oh, that ass. Oh, yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> Should we actually? Yeah, I want to. With our mics and everything in our laptops? Everything. Everything. I'm so down. In front of like a live studio audience? Yes. Yes. We're so funny. We could kill it. Bro, you're on to something. We're doing it. In front of this whole ass restaurant? Here's the only thing we'd ha- we would have to figure out like the mic, the mic situation because we couldn't use these mics because we would have to use the mics that they have so everyone in the restaurant could hear us. So probably you and I used to both try to fuck all the servers there. Yes, I remember. I remember. Now now that we're old and like actually like legal to fuck, like we could easily tag the ability. Oh, absolutely. Easily, easily, I'm telling you. We should do it. 
Honestly, I I will. If this is serious thing, I will be like, yo, my friend and I record a podcast. We want to film it in front of like a live audience. How how do you feel? Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like I want to do it. I want to do it. My ego. My ego, bro. My ego. My ego. You and I's ego together is OD. Should I send invites? Yes. Let's let's pack the house with all people we know. My dad would be there, be like, what? And the no, I'm not inviting my parents, but like friends, old friends. Invite Man- your brothers. Yeah, my brothers could come, like random people from high school that I want to fuck. Like, let's do it. All right. Well, episode in June might happen live. <laughs> episode in June might happen live. Stay tuned. Da-da. Love y'all. You don't think that I will call this restaurant and be like, I yeah. do think. I do you think know I'm I will. dead fucking serious. I know that. That's why I'm dead serious. They ho- they have a whole marquee and everything. Bro, right? I have you to pee. I'm it. so sorry, but like I have to pee. Okay, before you go, before we go pee, because I do too. You know that whole ass restaurant has a marquee. That we I know pee. that. We could put talking cheap in front of it. I know. I know. We're going to do make, it. That would make the locals, the locals, shiver. This, the locals are going to fucking lose their fucking goddamn mind. The neighbors. The neighbors. Oh, we have to wrap it up. I'm so sorry. The okay. Coming. All right. Sorry. I got to pee too. Um, we're going to have a live episode in this restaurant. I fucking know it. I feel it. I'm going to contact the restaurant. Um, Emily has to pee too. I have to pee. We're going to talk about this after. I hope you have a f- fucking great night. Thank you for listening. And this has been Talking Cheap. This has been Talking Cheap. cheap, 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 cheap. I love y'all. Thank you.